Hello guys and welcome back to Just The Voice where we talk about everything and anything that involves being a Nigerian youth. And today's episode is kind of special. I was able to bring in a friend of mine or a builder to be precise, um, Excel, and he explained things from his own point of view. He told us about how he started his crypto journey as always and gave some very good and interesting advice on what you should do. So yeah, sit back, relax, and don't forget to share, subscribe, and give feedbacks. Thank you. Hey. Hey, Wex, how are you doing, bro? I'm good. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm too. Finally, you've, you've hopped on our podcast. Well, um, as usual, I would love you to like tell our listeners your story. When did you start crypto? I feel like you're part of us that started in like 2020 and stopped. Are you? Uh. Yeah, I did start crypto in 2020, but I I never stopped, right? I just would say, like, I'll put it like I was busy with um, other things when I could have taken um, crypto, Web3, this whole space, basically, more serious, right? So that really affected me um, and my journey, basically. Oh, you were juggling crypto at work? Uh yeah, I was juggling crypto with work. I had my focus on other um things that when I look at it right now they were quite, you know, not as important as I would have basically taken um this space. Yeah, so pretty much. So how did you start crypto? Like what brought you into this space? Uh, okay, so I'm always, I'm a very curious person and um, I don't like to sit on my hands, right? Um, if I notice that I'm doing that, I always like to like, you know, take action or make a change or something like that. Yeah, so I I was working, I needed, you know, extra income and so I basically ventured into uh, crypto. I mean, that can be the short story, but actually what happened was that I I was tired of working, right? And, or should I say, I didn't really like my job. I was literally like the youngest person in my office. and The work was stiff, right? It was not something I, I saw myself doing long-term and all that. And I wanted to, I wanted another stream of income. And so, uh, being on Twitter, I, I met um, someone that made a tweet one day. Actually, I don't know if you know Ghost. On, um, oh yeah yeah no ghost yeah so basically i met a ghost uh through a tweet right where he was looking for someone to help him write stuff so i was like you know what i can write it and i wrote um that stuff for him that day and he paid me ten thousand naira but it was something that was just very easy right to to write and i was like wow uh okay um that was surprising, you know, because, like, I wasn't even really expecting that. I was like, okay, I can just do this stuff for you. Like, I wasn't really expecting to get paid. 
and he paid me and he asked for my account of money, my money. I was like, wow. And he, then later on, he came back and was like, yeah, I mean, I would need your services for some other things and all that. And uh, yeah, so I started writing for him. Basically, whenever he needs my service, he'll come, I'll write for him. And um, even when he was running like a program um, in Europe, basically, we were very close, right? So I always write for him and and stuff like that, you know. So we we were kind of like close. He also introduced me to Easy because he needed some stuff for me to write as well. I did that, I think, one or two times. Um, I think then Easy used to work for uh, XBT, I think. So, yeah, uh, basically. So that was that. We, we did a couple of work and all that. But then I used to see that, um, I used to see, come across... Um, ghost tweets and i'm like okay i started picking interest and i'm like okay what's what is this thing that he keeps on talking about right and then um they were on club well clubhouse was exclusively for uh ios devices then and i not come to like uh if i'm not wrong right but i knew i knew that i could not like find clubhouse on my phone so i just stayed away and then they had like this very big win that they came on Twitter and that really like sent waves. Like, I mean, it went viral. A lot of people were asking questions, how some people call them liars. But me, I am this kind of person that when people are criticizing people, like, oh, you guys are just cloud chasing and all that, yeah. I try to investigate for myself. I never really like, um, I don't, I don't. How do I say? I think for myself, right? I like to think for myself. So I looked into this stuff. I knew ghosts. I knew how we used to relate. And I, I was like, okay. And then I, I inboxed them. I was like, um, I do need help, right? Because, I mean, I, I, like, if you guys are making money to this stuff, I would really like to get introduced, right? So um, I kept on following them. I kept on picking one or two things. And then they brought um, their, their clubhouse sessions to Twitter with the whole Friday crypto talk and that really like uh piqued my interest. I was like one of the first you new know, people who started joining that session um on Twitter, basically when um Twitter integrated Twitter spaces. So um we we went on for a while on Twitter spaces. I started writing doing like summary of what uh, was said on Friday Crypto Talk, right? So I noticed that a lot of people loved the breakdowns, right? And people who miss, they usually come to read the breakdowns I provided. And yeah, from there, I started getting gigs to write and work for some companies and all that. And basically, uh, that started uh, my knowledge in crypto side going from there. Because obviously, for you to write in crypto, you have to research, right? So I started yeah. some some terminologies and you know uh some terms in crypto and all that all of that stuff and then finally i took my first step yeah to 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 um to put money in it right so i you know got my binance and all that okay actually i'd already got to my binance before then right and i invested um all that so actually my first investment in crypto was twenty thousand naira, and i put i put that in and I think there was a, um, a particular token on on Solana. I think that was, is it Coop? 
So a lot of people got the cope airdrop, but I didn't. And I was like, if 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 there's a retrace on this, this thing I'll enter and I'll see if it's gonna do well, right? After people dump. So people dumped the um there was a slight dump on on, on cope and I entered, I bought and I made money like I saw I saw a pump that I made money. I was like, wow, so people can make money in this thing like this. Yeah, it was so easy, it was pretty simple and all that. So from there on I started um, investing in crypto and the knowledge and all of that. I got into a TA class with um, Tosin um, and basically offered like life mentorship. So from that TA class, basically, I also um, got to meet some of the coolest people, some of my coolest friends in this space um, because he offered like a life mentorship, right? And yeah. Um, not just like a life mentorship, like um, how that puts like an extra service, or should I say an extra bonus? Yeah, where we all get to be in a group and we all get to share and exchange ideas. But during that period, something happened. I got into a relationship that really took my time. That's why I always like advise people that um, ensure that your your relationship, especially when you're like chasing things in crypto and with this space because this space is attention um how do i put it um it's stimulated by attention in fact like it needs your complete attention right because um updates fly like in a in, a, in seconds right yeah <laughs> and you get to you get to miss out if you're not um if you're not attentive right so but then I, I got to like um a relationship and that really you know, just um, it's a great deal, a uh, great deal of my time. Like, and I didn't want, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to struggle many things at the same time. Cause I mean, I was, I was doing, I was still working. Um, physically, I was still working. I was still working for like crypto firms, like basically to get um, liquidity. And I was also now doing like I was in this relationship. There were so many updates. It became like really, really hectic for me. So. Um, at the point, I was, like, very docile, right? I was not taking any action at all. Like, I'll see stuff, I'll let it pass. These guys will post wins and all that, but I wasn't um, phased by it, right? So that was, like, really crazy until I like, got rid of that relationship, or should I say the relationship basically ended or died. And I was like, okay, uh, let's pick up, right, from, from where we left off. It's, yeah. been a, it's been a roller coaster since then. Um, a roller coaster of emotions, basically, um, mixed emotions or whatever. But to be honest, it's it's kind of like an upside from from there on, right? Like an upside. Even though right now things are very weird, but um, yeah, well, yeah, that's how. Okay, let me let me get let me get this straight. You started from writing like free service to just like help someone to write and that's what like kind of brought you into the space right Mm -hmm. so actually it was not even like a crypto related stuff that i wrote right for him it was more or less like a personal thing right i don't want to go into details because it's like really personal but then um yeah we just basically exchange ideas um, every time that we did um, exchange ideas and all of that stuff, and then uh, I 
I kept on writing for him even when I was still in crypto. Like I kept on doing that, majorly because I, I didn't really want to like just walk away from the job, even if though um, I was earning well from other ends, yeah. But I just literally loved keeping that, maintaining that relationship until I think it got strained a little bit because I could not like deliver um, as I should anymore. So yeah. That, that that was how I got introduced to to crypto, right? You know, um, just basically from the timeline of someone that I was writing for, yeah. Oh, that's actually that's amazing because yours your story is not like the regular. Um, what would I say? You see your guy um making money, acting how he's doing it, and you just start putting money into the space. You yeah. started from right and helping i'm not i'll call it helping because you basically made a friend and you helped a friend for free out of the goodness of your heart and then it's introduced you to crypto space so basically yeah, you start sorry, to correct one thing not for free though like i no, said no, no. I wanted for free. To be, yeah, yeah i wanted to like, be for free and then he paid and then we just kept on to like yeah, that, I get that. I get that. But the, the idea is that, like, you started by yourself for free. Like, you didn't have yeah. any yeah. in and stuff like that. So, that that actually, like, makes sense. So, so you started from, like, working in crypto space. You didn't start from, like, grinding or um, hustling for whitelist and all those other interesting things that every other person do. You started with, like, writing in the space. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much um, writing in this space, which made me... Um, I did not really understand like intricate like for 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 example right I was not investing like everybody who um comes in um into this space it out through like you come in and the first action you're taking is like grinding um that person is investing right so you're investing your time right so you could get yields from from the space basically so if you come into this space and you say okay let me just change money get ETH my wallet or, or um in my crypto wallet right or or try to learn how to trade out all of those things right so that i can just stop making money you are investing right so i didn't really invest anything but i was working so that's different right so yeah i did get into a crypto space like with jobs and yeah all right what would you just out of like your personal point of view do you feel like people that are interested in getting into the space should go through your thoughts, like through your process. Do you feel like that's a better way for for newbies to no. get into this? I definitely feel that it's not. I uh, will not really advise anybody. I think that everybody has like where their strengths lie, and to be honest, I will not even encourage like going to crypto jobs as a way because they take your time. Now, like there are people who do like community managers, right? Moderators um and all of that stuff yeah and yeah. then there are other people that work with core teams right and then obviously if you're working with core team like it takes your time because now you get to deliver for a community right so it's not like being almost like part of the community but also still like being also um part of the project but this time around you are literally like part of the project and you're seven and that takes like a lot of time so that's the route which I basically came into crypto space, and I don't really advise it. It, it, it stunted my growth a lot. For example, 
I would have been very badass in TA right now, but I'm not because I, during the time I was taking my classes, I was also working. And that, that time I was also, I was, I was working both physically, like, like nine to five. And I was also still working um, in crypto, right? So it's, it was, it was really hectic for me, you know, being able to juggle all of these things so I could get liquidity and stuff like that and I could make money for myself. But right now, I will choose to have finished learning TA, right? Uh, I would have probably, you know, in fact, I would choose many other things rather than how we all went. Because I can remember that at the point, um, I and Easy worked for same, um, a particular company here. Yeah? Um, it was marketing lead. I was just part of like um, communications, right? And content and all that. But then um, he was very interested in his business, you know, in, in terms of like how he was analyzing the space, taking advantages of the opportunities. So personally, I knew like when he started like NFTs, his own NFT journey, right? Um, and, and, and I was not able to to follow suit, right? Because I was literally like focused on delivering, you know, um, or doing my tasks and all. So I didn't really have that knowledge of how much can be made in this space, right? Easy was doing jobs, but he was also knowledgeable, right? So he um, he was knowledgeable about the space. He knew how to navigate it. He knew when something looked like opportunity and and how to get into all of these things. But you know, so I don't really advise anybody to come into jobs like you're going to be exhausted. You're going to miss a lot of things. I think you should hone your active skills. And I don't feel like more projects are even going for people who have like actual skills, right? For, um, for um, sorry, you know, to, to, to employ them or to probably um, have a contract with them, you know, for whatever they want to achieve. Yeah, yeah, I actually agree with that. Okay, so you don't advise people to go through the job method. So, like as you like getting the knowledge and the mm-hmm. job is just a means for you to get liquidity for you to keep yeah. yeah all right um you being in a call team right now and you being in a call team before i mean not many not many people have actually like experienced that those that have are like top dogs in this space and everything so what's it like building like from that perspective, from up there mm. to like for working for others, what is it like? What are the targets? What are the strengths? What are like how how does it feel? How has it felt throughout your whole like experience? Okay, so personally, I think I can recognize um, actual builders when I see them. Um, although that's something that I want to start using, you know, to be able to do long term plays, you know. Specifically, and then also for um, DeFi, I can. I think working with core teams make me um, has made me know like which people are serious and the kind of stumbling blocks they might encounter on the way. And just analyze, but over analysis is is also like um, a problem. So that's something you have to deal with, like when you have worked with a core team, because you know like the strengths and all that, and then every team is different. Everything is different, so you might really make the mistake of categorizing something and just saying, like, "Oh my, I don't see these people really doing well." Like they might have good intentions, but um, I mean, look at it, look at this, look at this, and then again, they just you know, um, 
the thing is, the thing like someone even told me like, you know, the way you might perceive it, like as someone who, who who's in the space building and all that, might not be the. It's not the way the market is perceiving it. Like the market perceives what they want, what you want to, what they show, right? So some of these projects that a lot of people are bullish on, right? Like right now, for example, let's say NFT projects, because NFTs like are the thing right now, in crypto space at the moment. But if, um, for example, like most of these projects, like NFT projects that come out to say, "Oh, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this," yeah, and 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 the thing now is, how are people receiving what they are saying, right? And how are they backing it up? And that basically would be your strength if you work with a core team. But I can tell you, like, in terms of my experience working with, like, core teams, I'll say the work is not easy. Um, the work is not easy. I feel like a lot more people need to understand, like, um, if you're building crypto, especially if you're building long-term, like, you want whatever you, you're doing to be a product, you might really want to start... Well, it seems our guests might be having some technical difficulties. Yes, I can hear. Please continue. Okay, so I was saying that um, I feel like like um, people that who, people who want to build in for like long term, they need to start. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Please continue. Yeah, they need to. They need. The call is trying to come in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, so I, I feel like, I feel like they might, um, they might want to start taking, like, learning as well, um, seriously, because sometimes you need to start studying, you need to start studying how to manage the project itself, right? It's not going to be like rocket science. Some, some of these, uh, this ambition, right, to build, to build the next big thing, we feel like, this idea that we have can you know become something and that's good but it's also great to understand that once you have started that journey it's also good to know like what to do and when to do and that's exactly why i really like um this guy called frank the gods basically because i think he's he he is very much open to making mistakes right and then learning from those mistakes and also doing research to avoid some mistakes that would would be made like if no research was done and i think that's really great and i think that that's what um teams should emulate and all of that yeah so that's basically um talking from experience in terms of building okay so like you you are like something i remember very well about frank is like experimenting and everything so Mm -hmm. assuming like you you've worked for some very good core teams and everything those teams that were strict with their vision and their plan, do you feel like that is some kind of setback for most um, projects and builders? Yes, so- yes, yes. You can't be strict and very, very focused. Like, um, should I say, you cannot focus. Focus is not the word. You can't be strict and non-flexible in this space. Like, that's already the, the road to failure. Um. Now, don't mistake this thing for being concise. Like, when you have a goal, I feel like you should build towards that goal. Um, you should not want to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, because when you have um, so many ideas, right, then you have no idea, because you begin to struggle to fit everything, right, into 
into one, you know, into one thing. And that would, that would really, really, that's like a you know, setback, you setting yourself up for, for failure. But when you have that one thing that you are set on, right, and that's your goal, that's what you want to do. In that yeah. thing, right, be also open for flexibility. Be also open to experiment within that thing, right? So it's like having your eyes on the goal, but adding more things to get you closer to the goal and to make it like come out more beautiful. And I think that's what um, Frank um, is basically Frank is basically doing. I think that's what like most of the builders in this space um, are doing. For example, like you take um, Uniswap. I've been trying to study the core, the evolution of Uniswap, like from version one to version three, trying to understand like the the fundamentals um, deep down. Basically, just delve deep, deep, um, but. And I discovered that, you know, they take one thing and they see how that works. And basically because um, that worked, right, then they now say, okay, um, this is some of the things we learned. This is how we can be flexible with it. And that now made me understand why we had version two, because version two was not even really like different. Like there's really no big difference between version two and version one, right? We only had kind of like an ETH uh, um, to ERC20 before we had like you know just eat to eat so i i i now understand um how these things work and the fact that flexibility and readiness to change and evolve is something that everybody who is basically building what they should should um should but your eyes on the prize but you can be flexible yeah okay that's actually very very good um you're building something. No, you're not building. You're the founder of a project right now. Something that most of us in the three space, specifically in CTNG, have participated with. Um, it's called Bylist. Could you tell some of the listeners that have been using it that don't know what it's about? Okay, so um, actually, we started Bylist to solve uh, one. I, let me say. To solve a particular problem, right? We um, personally, I I did like nine to five j- job, right? And I know how difficult it is to like pay attention, and I think I've written a particular article where I talked about the economics of attention in the crypto space because attention is everything, right? From attention for yourself to be able to make, at- sorry, from attention um, by yourself in the in the space for you to to make money to projects wanting your attention and doing everything to get it right there is a big economics of attention at play and i feel like people who are doing essential work like doctors right like first responders all these kind of people are disadvantaged right so some of them might want to participate and i think that um we i saw a lot of doctors i've I've come across a lot of medical people right in this space and i feel like it doesn't really give them the leverage that, for example, the way people grind, you know, you have to do some certain line of activities for you to qualify to get into the pre-sale for a particular NFT project. So I think that that's just um, unfair, right? So that's why we started by list, okay? Um, so those other people who are looking to build liquidity and have the time, um, you cannot exchange your whitelist um, with those people who don't have the time but do have the liquidity to buy from you so you see that's just the way that's what we wanted to connect and at the end of the day we had to you know uh, 
bring out like a rule book and how it's going to work, how exchanges are going to work, and just try as much as possible to minimize risks, right? So that's what we just basically say, okay, let's start doing, right? And uh, yeah, our goals are still are still the same. We are currently building. Currently building, we have a team. Uh, what we want to do right now is just basically build on that, right? Build on that, still let people do, do all of that because we feel like uh, whitelists are basically um, a culture that is very part of the NFT space and will not, will not likely see that fade away very soon. Um, projects are still going to... Uh, offer their, their their projects to to the to communities through through whitelist pre-sales, right? So I also think that um, because uh, whitelists right are used basically for marketing purposes and all of this stuff, we also can like do it you know better. So we are building around that, uh, just basically building around the concept of whitelisting and pre-sales and how that can be done better and how interaction. Can be done better to factor in security, inclusivity, and um, all of these other essential things for the space to be more uh, to operate on a more um, let me not say ethical, but you know, a more a much more better better um, way. So, buy list was a solution for uh, everyday people that could not like afford to grind or did not have the time to. Yes. Or patient that goes through that process. Now yes. you that was the initial plan for it. Now there is going to there's the expansions going on that are being kept in silence and yeah. people are not really paying attention to. Honestly, I am very proud. Like since the moment it came out, I have been a fan. So yeah. I'm, I'm not a fanboy, but like yeah, I like your work and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the I feel like it very great idea and i can see that a lot of projects i mean are beginning to adopt what you guys have started so first of congratulations to your team you guys are doing like a great job and i believe whatever you, whatever means of expansion you plan on doing you'll be able to achieve it um i i know you as like marketing guy and there is one project you want had on your profile um nifty tribe which is affiliated to one of the Nigerian projects, the um, Afen. Could yeah. you give some insights as to what it is? What I know it is about is like that NFC marketplace plans to be multi-chain and they are yeah. still building. So yeah. what else do I know? Okay, I'm just going to uh, to give a brief rundown so that we don't like, Go on 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 board this now. It's basically, but um, Nifty Tribe, right, is a product of uh, Afen, and Afen is one of the four foremost, you know, African projects basically in the space. Um, a lot of people have some grudges around Afen, obviously because of the price and all of that. But I think that what people are literally missing out is um, the vision, basically. So. Uh, there might be certain things, um, grievances and all of that. Yeah, and that's okay. But I, I basically understand the vision of the project, like as someone who has worked with them, you know, and, uh, and I think that the vision is pretty much great. It's 
it wants right um, to include Africa in the um, in the conversation. It wants to um, Nifty Tribe basically is building a very community centric project, and I think that's some of the things that are, are, are lacking, right, in terms of um, NFT marketplaces, right? We need projects that are more community-centric than, than projects that look like, you know, Web2, um, just strictly Web2 projects offering services to, web, to people who are operating in Web3, right? So uh, it's multi-chain. It's adopting technologies that a lot of people are not really familiar with. For example, like uh, Skill Network basically is going to be integrated on Nifty Tribe. And Skill is a gasless chain, um, a gasless, should I say, L2, um, that leverages some um, Ethereum network effects. So uh, uh, basically, uh, that's going to be on, that's going to be integrated on Nifty Tribe and people will be able to mint NFTs, you know, without, without paying gas fees, which is great. I think that with time and with effective marketing from scale themselves, you'll be able to, um, pun intended, scale the platform, um, sorry, the, the chain, network chain. And uh, we might have NFTs actually thrive on that, you know, that particular chain, you know, sometime in the future. And uh, what Nifty Tribe is doing is just to like position themselves, right, um, as, a, as a go-to marketplace, in, you know, when that situation arises. But also, it's a multi-chain NFT marketplace. So you will be having Solana NFTs, you'll be having Ethereum NFTs, you'll be having, um, I think, Polygon NFTs as well. So those um, um, network chains are also going to be like available on on Nifty Tribe. There are so many interesting things, interesting incentive models and, and all of that. So I think like at this point, what the team is trying to do is, you know, to be able to um, back up on their initial funding, uh, to be able to position and push the project. And I think that's coming like um, really well. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, the project is definitely going to do well as one well for the future. And one definitely to look um, to look into. We're still very early, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, I have, like I said, I I always like admire people like in this do their things like world building and everything. So like since the first time I I like I head of often and debut in last year April I think. So like I've always known that like yeah she's like focused on everything and. I saw you with the um, tag of like, or when you had the tag on your profile, I was like, okay, yeah, this is like very, very cool. And what you said right now is like very, very like interesting because that is lots of things. Well, most people do not know about, and I'm very glad that you shared that because I, I feel like to me, it sounds like a community marketplace aggregator for like anything that you want to get in any chain, as long as like your parts and everything. You can pick and sweep, and and you guys can like it. It sounds like you plan on making a DAO that has like a lot, has its own marketplace, and it's not limited to just the people in the community. Just that the community gets more incentives by outsiders yeah. the product. It's, yeah. it's very yeah, exactly. very interesting. It's very very interesting. Um, I um truly like. Uh, he actually gave me a bro. Like I know we've been posting this talk since I think. <laughs> in front of me 
this is like one of the longest posts I've had. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing. Um, Thanks. I feel like <clears throat> you still have like a lot that you're doing. You, 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 you sound like you've doubled deep into like DeFi now, and you. I would advise people to get on DeFi night with Excel because yeah. the last one was actually very, very chill and um, he's going to be teaching and yeah. helping people out in the space. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing like you got your excitement about DeFi not too long ago or after yeah. working with particular projects or what, what actually excited you about that side of cryptocurrency? Okay, so I'll, <laughs> I'll be very honest with it. Right. I picked up like marketing with some few DeFi projects and I discovered that, oh, yeah, oh, boy, you do lack a lot of knowledge in this thing. Right. So I knew that, oh, it was it was for me to go and hone my knowledge, like hone my skills. Right. And hone my knowledge, basically, in all of these things. And that's basically why I started DeFi Night. So what I did was um, have like a small group that I run and I told them basically to go and pick up um reading defy beginners and go to defy advanced and all that and i did that alongside them right try to understand these things i found that it was interesting i personally believe that if there's any core aspect of the web3 space right that's going to make it it's defy and i think that um we need to pay much more attention because we are gradually gravitating into the um period or to, uh, to the time where we will see countries and actual financial institutions softening their position on DeFi, right? And, and cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, right? And with that, you would have a lot of opportunities for people who understand these things, right? To have a stake in, 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 in these new players, in old money, right? Basically coming into, into DeFi. And, and that's why I want to embark on a journey. And that's why I said that um, DeFi Nights with or Excel, DNWO, like I like to call it, is it's like a journey, right? It's a journey where we just go from from being not so knowledgeable to being very knowledgeable in these things, right? And every DeFi is nascent and it's growing. So a lot of people, like I was saying in the last space, are surprised to work with a particular company and I and then one of the issues they faced was that their solutions were also very strange to DeFi developers or developers that are building for DeFi companies or DeFi projects. And that's, that for me, that just shows that, yeah, there's always something to learn in DeFi. There, there are new solutions that are coming out. Like, and I feel like if you're going to be in charge of your finance, right, which is like the um, onus of decentralized finance, right, you know, you basically being in charge, no intermediary, no third party, right? Yeah. You will literally need to understand exactly how things work. So if a particular project say this is the algorithm, then try to understand, okay, yes, what is it about this algorithm? Not like you're going to um, just say, oh, nice, nice, nice algorithm. Nice algorithm when you don't understand it, you want to put your money in something you don't understand. So I feel like we need to start understanding things, right, for ourselves. We need to start, um, you know, asking the right questions. That's basically what, um, what I'm trying to do with DefiNet, um, with the Excel, basically. I do, like, a lot of research. I've had to set up, like, a team for it, right? It's a lot of work, 
um, to spotlight people who are going to come up and, and talk, have this conversation. But like I said, even if it's going to be like few people, basically we are just going to keep on getting better and having this conversation and going back to read, going back to understand, right? And just grow from there, basically. So, yeah. Wow, that, that, that's actually a very, very nice review to do for people like me that don't know anything in DeFi. So I really appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, oh, I, I don't want to ask any more questions because I feel like you've actually drilled very properly into most of my questions that I've asked. Um, so if you have any advice, basically, yeah, any advice at all to anybody that, like, mess with the web curious space, what would it be? Okay, um, to anybody who's still skeptical about the Web3 space, I would say um, just some words. The, the earlier, the better. Um, what I mean by the earlier, the better is opportunities are definitely going to come and um, they'll keep coming in the Web3 space. But as more adoption comes, we might not have life-changing opportunities again because that's the sad thing. I mean, if you look at cryptocurrencies, um, what makes people money is the volatility, right? And volatility because people are still experimenting around certain projects. Okay, this project comes because of this, this, you know, and there is, you know, volatility, trading volume, fluctuates, and all of those things, right? So with time, you might not have as much opportunity as it is. We might not need, people will not be able to do incentivized test nets because, for example, um, I mean, so projects will not be will not want to incentivize testnets anymore because imagine you know incentivizing a testnet and you know there are ten million people, five million people, right, going through you know your your platform just because they they envisage something from you. So that's um, that's what I'm saying. Like the earlier the better. The opportunities are now, and we'll keep on having this for a couple more years before. Right, people might want to to look for the next best thing. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. <laughs> oh, I want to say thank you and a big shout out to what you're doing. You're one of the yeah. builders in the space, and I'm a humble fanboy, you know. So, like, thank I you. appreciate up for coming to my podcast and being a guest. This was very fun, and I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Thanks, right, bro. Yeah. I do have a great week. Yes, man. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you all for listening. And I do hope you learned a lot from his story. And I do apologize for the technical difficulties my friend might have had. So, yeah, there are a few things I would like to mention. First off, I would like to say that this um, Web3 podcast, to say, has been getting some good attention. So I would like to shill a project or two. So check out The Wages on Twitter. I'll probably pin their Twitter bio to this podcast description. I'll advise you to tap on it and check it out. And then I would advise you to keep your eye on NFTNG. It is an event-based NFT project and it plans on doing big things. And most likely, my next episode is going to be about them 
and the team members or with a team member. So yeah, stay tuned. Have a blessed day and I hope you all enjoy this week.